Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hello, Pastor Dave. How are you? Oh, hi, sir. I'm 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 fine. Good. Good. And and how are you? I'm doing just great. You know, I had an awesome weekend. Yeah. Well, you know how I was kind of going, ah, uh, 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 last weekend, and, and, and I couldn't think of anything interesting that happened? You want to know what happened this weekend? What happened this weekend? Well, on Saturday, absolutely, positively, nothing happened. Nothing? Nothing. I had an LMA day. What is a LMA day? Leave me alone. I did nothing but watch TV and chill out with the cats. It was wonderful to get the rest. Oh. It really was. Oh. Uh, wait a minute. Are, is something wrong? You don't sound like you're all that great. Oh, I, 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 I'm fine. I just, um... Is this like a reversal of uh, roles from last week or something? Well, I kind of stomped all over you last week, so I'm just kind of holding back. Well, I kind of whined last week. Yeah, you did, you know, now that you mention it. I- I'm, I'm, I'm Ben. So it's okay for me to come out and be my regular bubbly self? If you want to be, sure. You sure, you sure? I'm positive. Okay, then let's move on. Good. Because guess what? We have a letter. From From the the inbox. inbox. This is from Connie Grace. Mm -hmm. Hi, Connie. Connie writes, One reason for a person being single, like myself also, is... 1 Corinthians 7, Paul said, It is better because we have more time to devote to serving God without the responsibility of caring for a family. I know that divorce is also a sin. And should a Christian continue to live with an unbeliever? If you weren't with us last uh, lesson or you don't remember, we were talking about uh, the fall into sin and and it's not good that the man should be alone and we talked about how many people are alone and not in marriage and not a good marriage and isn't it a good thing to be in marriage and, and that whole thing. And that's why Connie wrote other good reasons not to be in marriage. Mm-hmm. Interesting comments, yeah. Yes, um, Paul in First Corinthians uh, read the whole chapter. The whole chapter talks about his service to the Lord, married people and unmarried people, and uh, he's really encouraging people in this chapter uh, to be single if they can, that they might devote their life to the Lord. And uh, I was up with Connie uh, at visiting the outreach center, up with her um, a couple months ago, and um, she really does devote her whole life and has to the Lord. It's really neat, and and, uh, I was very impressed with her life and living and and service to the Lord. It's really cool. Um, So I see her point. Good point to make. Yeah, and then uh, what she says, I know divorce is also a sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people aren't going to like that. Mm, probably not. Let's face it. God said divorce is wrong because it, it's an ugly thing. If you got to the point where you've got to have a divorce, that means there's been a lot of bad going on. And that's there's been a lot of sinning going on even before that divorce occurs. And it breaks God's heart when when relationships are broken. Okay. I have to ask a question here, which is getting a little off track possibly, but what if a person is married and is in an abusive relationship? 
Ah, well, before we go there, and I will come to that very quickly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let me just finish one last thought with this brokenness, because it'll flow on to what what you just asked. And that is, um, we saw in chapter 3 a broken relationship. And it broke God's heart when Adam and Eve sinned and broke the relationship. It was a divorce. Mm -hmm. and, and God had to actually banish them from the garden and all the good he had. It's kind of like when a divorce happens. Somebody's got to leave the house, got to separate. And, and then there's, there's pain and there's agony and there's sweat and just, oh. Now, some there are certain circumstances where divorce is acceptable and permitted by God, uh, um, and and abuse is one of them. Uh, when when a person is in absolute harm, that their life is in danger, absolutely. Now that danger sometimes comes. Usually we think of physical danger. Sometimes it can be, and I've seen this happen actually, and, and had to deal with it. That it's an emotional, mental. Uh, browbeating that that the person was actually being harmed, and I'm not just talking. Oh, poor me! I mean, we're talking uh, a, a mental case ended up to be, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 some a lot of treatment and counseling had to come because of the horrible treatment. The, the other reasons, by the way, for for uh, a, a divorce would be uh, adultery. The the one of the couple just outright um, breaks the bond. And then, of course, abandonment. They just leave and can't be found. Mm -hmm. So these are reasons that God does permit it, but it makes his heart so sad. And this is partly, and this is why Connie asked that other question in there about what about a, uh, a believer married to an unbeliever. And, and in actually, I think I'm talking rather fast, aren't I? Did I maybe yes, have too much coffee? Fast. I am. Well, and maybe I'm just trying to get to the next segment. Because <laughs> this can be a hot topic. Oh, yeah. Um, in the, um, yeah, 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 First Corinthians. Um, yeah, thank you, seven. thank you. Um, Paul even said, if you're not married, I recommend don't getting married. Don't be married simply so you can devote more time to the Lord. Um, if you do get married, you should do it for the right reasons. And one of them he would recommend is to be with a believer. Now, around verse uh, 28 or 29, he says, Now, if if you became a Christian and you're married to an unchristian, if they're still willing to live with you, fine. They might be saved by the relationship you have with God. They're going to see your life. So, you know, just because you're a believer and they're not just doesn't mean, boof, you got to end in divorce. Um, and that's what Paul is speaking about here. All right. Um, I, I can see the service to God thing, and, and I do mm -hmm. have more time to serve God. But... If if I would get married at some point, does is Paul saying that I wouldn't be serving God after I was married? No, um, no, no. I know your heart, and you would. The, the thing you find is is when you are married, you have commitments to that family, um, to the spouse, and then to children that you aren't able to spend as much time or money or, or uh, uh, what's the other one? Time, energy. talent, treasure. Yeah, the energy. Um, because if you're, if you're up all night long taking care of a sick child, it's going to be hard then to turn around and serve the Lord that next day, whatever it might be. Um, especially if you're, and I know this because I've been a, a full-time church worker for years, mm -hmm. and, and I had those times where I, I was up a lot of the night, and, and it was pretty hard the next day. And if you have that constantly, 
This is, by the way, why the Roman Catholic Church uh, has that their priests not be married. They're married to the church, so they might have that time free. There is legitimacy to that point. There really is. Paul is right in saying that. It might not be for everybody, but uh, he's making a point which... And and you need to remember, for Paul, Jesus is everything. Telling the world about Jesus, the Savior, is everything. He didn't want anything to detract from that. Questions, questions, questions. I love questions. Oh, questions. Like what type of questions? Like, why am I wearing an orange shirt with purple pants? You are? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I bet it's about Genesis 3, what we read last in the last lesson. You have questions about all that. Yeah, all that stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, From verse 1, it says, now that... Peanut butter and jelly. No, that's what you're going to have for snack or something. Oh. It says... Strawberry jelly. Thank you. It says, the serpent was more crafty than any of the other animals in the garden. He likes strawberry jelly, too. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Cool. So, we know, we learn that the serpent was Satan. Well, how did Satan get in that garden in the first place? And what did it mean that he was more crafty than the other animals? Yeah. And then we'll go on to talking animals from there. Strawberry. Strawberry jelly. I don't think so. That's the answer. The answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it cures everything, including uh, a clean shirt. It can, it can make your clean shirt dirty. Strawberry jelly. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yeah, It yes. really can. It can. Mm-hmm. And it's mighty tasty for a snack. Okay. Mm. More crafty. Um, uh, let me start with that one. The word crafty here, and I did some looking on this, and, and, and it can be actually taken two different ways. It can be mean like deceptive, crafty, or it can mean just like prudent. And, and we're really not sure which one it means. Prudent meaning uh, careful, uh, thoughtful. Correct. Um, uh-huh. Considering. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we are not exactly sure whether this devil actually possessed one of the snakes, and that's what a serpent, when it says serpent, it just means any snake. Uh, it doesn't say which particular snake, cobra or boa constrictor or garter snake, it doesn't say, mm-hmm. just in general. Um, or he could have just taken the form of. Now, personally, I think he took the form of the snake, but I can't have no proof on that. That's just more my thought and belief. And what's interesting in my research is, um, the, um, this word crafty, it's a room, A-R-U-M. Okay. And it's a play on words to what happened then to Adam and Eve. They were naked, and that's A-R-O-M, arom. Interesting. And when they were naked in verse 25, what else were they? Uh, they were... Ashamed. Yes. So now they took on the serpent's image. They gave up the image of God in which they were created and took on the, the Arum. Which is the crafty um, image. Serpent. 
Yeah. Yes. So they lost the image of God. I, maybe that's playing too much with the words. I just thought it was an interesting twist on the words in the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, why is in the garden? Don't know. Okay. I, yeah, I hate I don't know answers. Well, a lot of times we just don't know. We we don't we know. That I can tell you this: mm-hmm. God didn't make human beings to be puppets. He that was one of the amazing things. He gave humans a will, and in order for a will to be there, it has to be have the opportunity to be tested. It doesn't have to be. But if you have free will, then you have to have something that you can choose to uh, disobey with. And that's the will, mm-hmm. and therefore by the devil who was the one who rebelled from God and in the heavens and was thrown down, as we learned in the book of Job, uh, was there to tempt Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. All right. One of my favorite uh, sets of books is The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. And uh, in that series, you have all kinds of, talking animals. Not mm-hmm. all the animals could talk, mm-hmm. but uh, Mr. Beaver and uh, the, the talking horse, and of course Aslan, who was not really an animal, but but if the serpent spoke with Eve and she didn't seem surprised at the time, did that mean that animals could talk back then? We don't really know. Um, I tend to think no, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I think this was this, uh, the devil taking the form of an animal um, and, and, and that they could not talk. Although we saw that Balaam's uh, donkey. donkey talked. Mm-hmm. So miracles can happen, but to say all animals talk, there's no evidence of that. Okay. But there's no evidence to say that they didn't either, but I don't think so. Pastor Dave, I know that when Meg and Tori were little, Mm -hmm. that uh, you probably, if your hearing was as good as my mother's was, you could hear what they were doing in another room. Oh, yeah. And... And you didn't need eyes to know if they were doing something wrong. Oh, no. So you probably said, Girls, Girls stop that. We're not doing anything. Yes, you are. Stop it. And I could tell them what they were doing. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. Well, God wasn't stupid. Didn't he know exactly when he said, Where are you? And what is this? What have you done? Mm -hmm. Didn't he know exactly what Adam and Eve were doing? Sure he did. Absolutely. And I like how you picked up the the, the parent idea. Sometimes the best way to help a child understand, oh my gosh, have I ever flubbed up, is to ask them the question so they have to answer. There are many times my children, I'd start talking to them and they they go, uh, put a hand in front of their face, Hand, face talking to the hand, face talking to the hand, or they go blah, 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 and they don't listen. But if you ask a question, then they have to respond. Well, I, uh, and then you give the evidence, uh, who told you you're naked? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. So God was 
forcing Adam and Eve to see what they had done. And now, the devilish question, which gets men and women in trouble all the time from the beginning of time. Was Adam with Eve when she was tempted? (laughs) That is the beginning of time. (laughs) It doesn't really give a point-blank statement, but I think so. I know sometimes people say, nope, the, uh, uh, the, the woman gave me it. It's all her fault, and that's where the problems come in. And he, she had to find him and bewitch him. And, or, no. Yeah, that's kind of what I always used to picture. No, uh-uh. I think he was standing right there, and she was doing the talking, and he just let her go on, and he could have stopped her. Eve, think what you're doing. No. But he didn't. So I think he was duped and deceived in the same way that Eve was. Pastor Dave, I love our off-the-air conversations. We have so much... Time uh, that we spend talking through what we're going to talk about on the air. Hours, people. Mm, Literally. Um, And one thing that you mentioned to me off the air was three punishments. Can you talk about those three punishments and what they were? Sure. Most people would at first glance think, oh, a punishment for Adam, a punishment for Eve, and a punishment for Satan. Well, Yeah. yeah, but no. Actually, the first punishment was uh, death, separation from God. Um, God said, the day of you eat, you will surely die. And spiritually, they were separated from God. And that's why he, he had them go out of the garden to demonstrate to them that he, they were now separated from them. And, and physical death was only a matter of time. Yeah, so they didn't die the day that they... Physically, Physically, they did, but spiritually, they did. Mm. And so punishment one was death, separation from God. Punishment two is pain in pleasure. Adam loved to work the ground, but now it's going to bring sweat and and, and thorns and thistles. Which are not fun. Right. If you've gotten stuck by thistles... I've heard they are not pleasant at all. Oh, they they oh they can hook and barb and stick under your skin and oh, and women are giving childbirth. There's great joy in bringing new life, but there would be great physical pain. But not just the physical pain, but there would be emotional pain too. Even as you see these children grow up, and that um um and then number three. Um, so there's consequences with, um, not consequences, what am I trying to say? Um, oh, uh, pain, uh, pain with pleasure, that consequence. And then the third one is to the devil specifically. And that was, um, he shall crush your head, you shall bruise his heel. Devil, you may have tricked them, you may have got them to eaten, but I am going to redeem them. And you, however, I will not redeem, but you will eternally die. There's a difference between crushing the head. I mean, that's, that's broken. That's 
dead. Absolute dead. And dead, bruising. Dead. Which uh, and that's what the devil did to Jesus when hanging on the cross. Mm-hmm. And we see that even reflected in what Jesus would say then later on. And there's several other illusions to this. Yep. And one of them is First Peter 2, 23 and 24. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. I hope I'm not getting too technical. Peter here was almost quoting Isaiah 53, verse 3. And uh, some of the translations, both with First Peter and with Isaiah, will say uh, bruised. He was bruised for our iniquities. Mm-hmm. And so it's bringing, it's really the same words that were used here with uh, the, the punishment to the devil. Now for some adventure, high drama, supernatural, flaming feats. What? You're going to walk the high wire? Hmm. Uh, Well, I've got a microphone wire here. Hmm. No, I don't recommend it. First of all, does the Garden of Eden still exist? Do the two trees still exist? And then we'll get to the flaming feats. What about the flaming feet? Feet? Oh, that's hold your feet to the fire? I, pr- I promised to do that last week when it came to these questions. Uh, okay. What about them all? Well, okay. First of all, if the Garden of Eden still exists, and if the two trees still, exists, uh, still exist, what would happen, say, if someone were to stumble on the Garden of Eden somehow by some miracle, and it says in the Bible that there are cherubim with flaming swords that flash back and forth. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the ultimate question, is this literal or is this figurative? I mean, it sounds like some fantastical story of Greek origin or something and not <laughs> something that would come in the Bible. It does, doesn't it? Well, and there are some people who say that this is myth and lore and, and imaginary and it's not true. Um, because of the way it sounds, and we don't see that now. But we need to remember, this is God telling us how it happened. So, yes, it did happen this way. To take and say, oh, it's only a myth, and it's only an imagery, a symbol, then where do you stop? You don't know where to draw the line. Well, we'll draw it at this. How do you know that's the right line? You've got such a wavy line on where you're going to accept or not accept the Word of God to be. Mm. And there are times we don't like everything the Word of God has to say. Absolutely not. And you sure want to get rid of that. Of course. So we can't do that. Not not in my opinion. And most biblical scholars don't want to do that. So, yes, this did exist. There was a Garden of Eden. There was a temptation. And, yes, there was an angel there with a flaming sword. And, yes, if you stumbled in, you would have been cut right through to the middle and burned. You think do that they would have ex- happened? Yeah! Those, the angels were there and the sword was there actually for people's protection. Because if they ate 
of the tree of life. That's what God said. If mm-hmm. we they would live them- and they'd live forever and ever, where really death can be a blessing a because they're released from the mortal body of its pain and agony, and then can be resurrected even as Jesus was resurrected. So, um, not eating of the tree of life was a good thing. Good thing. And that's why the angel was there to protect people from doing that. Was, or still for all we know, might be. Well, we can't find the Garden of Eden. It is gone. It was ruined with the flood. Mm. Lots of things were changed when, when the flood came. All that water covering the entire earth. It, it changed the, the whole form and structure. We're going to get that, I think, <laughs> oh, in the boy, next lesson. Um, so, uh, no, we got ideas or hints. We know where two of the four rivers are, we think, but we don't know. And there's maybe, well, it might be here, but it's all really at this point conjecture and archaeological digs haven't really found anything that can 100% guarantee this was the Garden of Eden. So no one will stumble across it now. That's why God took those angels away and no longer is having them protect the garden. And since you opened up the whole subject of the trees, I feel it is right and proper that I can make one more editorial comment about the tree. Of course. It comes in a couple different places, actually. Um, If you cut down a tree, by the way, it's dead, right? And then if you take that and trim off the branches and you got this long stick and you stick it in the ground, what's it called? A dead tree. That uh, or? A stick? A uh, 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 telephone pole. A telephone pole, yeah. okay. Um, when snakes were coming in and biting the people as they were in the desert and, oh, save us, Lord. And, and God said to Moses, make a bronze serpent. From, the story, from Numbers, yeah. And uh, put them up on a pole and lift them up. Anyone who looks and believes shall be saved. That's really a a double twist on this whole story in Genesis 3 of how the snake tempted humanity and it fell. Yet it would be the fall of the serpent that would give then the hope of everlasting life to mankind. Not only in numbers was that said, but then Jesus referred to that in John 3 14 and 15 when he said when he referred to himself as being the son of man uh, and the snake being lifted up and then of course we know the obvious verse that follows in John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life And if you want to write to us and learn more about that life, talk more about that life, please do so. You can write to info. I-N-F-O. At not dash alone. Dot net. N-E-T. I will lead you who are blind by the ways you have not known along unfamiliar paths. I will guide you. I will turn the darkness into light before you and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake you. So, Pastor Dave, mm-hmm. I have just one more thing to say. I think I know what it is. Do you? Yeah. We are not alone. Do come back again to room 4216.
credits. Our sincere thanks go to Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn for their interlude music.